Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Former mayor of Shiloh, David Rubin, explains the current and future state of Israel's government. Next, on Knock Report. Today's guest is the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, and author of the book, Trump and the Jews. He's an expert on the soon-to-be-annexed regions within the West Bank, and has experienced terrorism firsthand when he and his then three-year-old son were wounded in a terror attack. He is the founder and president of Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, which can be found at shilohisraelchildren.org. We are blessed to have Mayor David Rubin as our guest on the Knock Report today. Mayor, how are you? Well, I'm fine. Good to be with you, J.D. You're coming to us from Israel. Where, where are you exactly right now? I am here in the town of Shiloh, the first capital of ancient Israel. Excellent, excellent. So we, you guys just had an election. It was your, your third election, and this one ended with an actual agreement between the two primary rivals, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his former minister, Benny Gantz, from Blue and White. Here in the United States, our elections are very different. Can you give us a, an overview, an understanding of how this deal was reached and, and what it all means for, for Israel for the next 36 months? Well, certainly. Israel is a parliamentary system, and it's important for for people to understand that. When you say parliamentary system, uh, we're talking about a system of many political parties. Okay, they're they're about uh, usually between six and and ten political parties uh, that receive seats in the Israeli parliament, which is called the Knesset. And so, so... uh, the, the person, uh, the leader of the party that receives the most votes is usually the one that is designated to form a governing coalition. To form a governing coalition, you have to get the other political parties to, to go along with you and join your coalition until you have a majority of the parliament. And, and that's, that's what happened here. 
uh, we had a situation where there were several elections that were deadlocked, and um, Prime Minister Netanyahu is the right of center candidate, and Benny Gantz, the former chief of staff of the military, is the left of center candidate. And the two of them, neither of them was able to form a governing coalition. They didn't have enough enough support. So what happened is that Netanyahu offered, made an extremely generous offer to Gantz to, to join together. It's kind of akin to uh, President Trump uh, making an, an offer to Joe Biden to join together in a governing coalition. Okay, it would be a bit odd, uh, but it, it could conceivably happen in, in Israel, that is. According to the American system, it can happen. Absolutely. So we've got Netanyahu, who has been prime minister of Israel for longer than anyone, and then he's going to be prime minister for the next 18 months, and then when he's done, then Benny Gantz is going to be prime minister. Is that correct? That's correct. That is the agreement. So it's, it's what we call a rotation government. And it's only happened a couple of times in Israel's history, uh, but that is apparently what's going to be happening now. So Netanyahu will have his 18 months. Uh, during that time, Gantz is the vice premier. And at the end of the 18 months, Gantz is scheduled to take over for Netanyahu. Now, it's kind of interesting. There are other complications. And if I haven't confused uh, you already, uh, so so I'm going to throw another wrench into into this um, complicated uh, governmental system, which is that Netanyahu is under indictment for corruption, and his trial will be beginning in the coming week. And if if he is found guilty. So he could be pushed out of office. Right now, he's allowed to remain prime minister, uh, even even though he is under indictment. That is very interesting. Uh, we there has been a lot. This this has been going on for quite a while. They were even attempting to prevent Netanyahu from even being allowed to be prime minister. You know, they were trying to pass laws that said that he could not be, uh, a sitting prime minister could not be under indictment. Do you think that, I mean, I know you're not a lawyer per se, but but do you think that he is going to, to be convicted? The chances are pretty good, uh, but, but it could be, uh, he could be convicted uh, of a lesser charge. Uh, there, there are many possibilities. And, uh, and I'm not going to venture a guess on this, but I will say this. Netanyahu is uh, is a, a master economist. Okay, he's an MIT-educated economist who is uh, quite, quite knowledgeable, has done great things for the Israeli economy over the years. And uh, this is, the, there was one time when he did not try to break up monopolies. And, you know, he believes in the free market. So if you believe in the free market, you believe that uh, that it's good to encourage competition. So he, he broke up a whole bunch of monopolies because Israel used to be a socialist country in its first couple of decades. And he believes in the free market. So, he, as I said, he broke up monopolies. And there's one monopoly that he left untouched. 
and that is the Bezik Telecommunications Company, the, the, the phone company for Israel, for all landlines, and many cell phones. And he never broke up that monopoly. Okay, so in the, he, he's been accused, and the major charge is bribery, and he is being accused of working at a deal with the head of that uh, telecommunications company to uh, to have some favorable legislation pushed uh, for that company, and, and at the same time, uh, they would give him favorable co coverage, give Netanyahu favorable coverage in the media. That's the, the accusation. Now, there, there, there are witnesses uh, that back that up, people who worked in his office. So it appears like, uh, the, like the chances are pretty good that he could be convicted. On the other hand, uh, there have been arguments among, uh, among many lawyers who, who say uh, that, there, that you, you can't be charged for bribery, you can't be convicted of bribery when you haven't received any money, when all you've received is favorable media coverage. But of course, we're in Israel, so the system's a little bit different, and uh, we'll just have to see what happens. Very good. So we are familiar. Netanyahu is obviously a known entity, and we are uh, we have been very uh, pleased here in the United States, particularly under the Trump administration, to have him as such a close ally. If Benny Gantz were to become prime minister sooner, or if uh, Benjamin Netanyahu survives his legal challenges and Benny Gantz takes over in 18 months, what changes do you expect from between in the relationship between the United States and Israel with Benny Gantz as prime minister? Well, Gantz is, Gantz is a, a left-wing vice premier and will be a left-wing uh, premier. You know, you have to understand that that he was Netanyahu's left of center opponent, and he comes in with with uh, many people into this coalition who are further to the left than him. So, uh, I I think based on Gantz's history, you know, politically he's a he's a total novice. Uh, he really has hardly any experience politically. Uh, he served as chief of staff. Yes, he did have contact with politicians, but but he was not a politician. And while well, it's true that Trump was not a politician when he came into office, uh, but he's a different kind of person. Uh, Trump came into office as a, a pretty tough guy who was willing to uh, to go against the establishment. Uh, Gantz is the establishment, so. Uh, so I, I think uh, that we can be very concerned that Gantz taking over for Netanyahu. Uh, I don't think that Netanyahu uh, has been the perfect prime minister as one on the inside, uh, but uh, Gantz would be a lot worse. He'd be a lot weaker uh, as chief of staff. He he was not one of the people who uh, who was pushing for for Israel to take a strong stand against Iran or for Israel to take a strong stand against the Hamas terrorists. And he usually tried to just keep the peace and keep the status quo. Uh, as we know, there are some times when you have to shake up the boat. Uh, so 
uh, I personally am, am very hopeful that uh, that Gantz will will not become prime minister. I think it would be a big problem for Israel, and I I, I think it would be very good if uh, Netanyahu would remain as prime minister for at least the next 18 months, and and then possibly we could uh, you know there would either be new elections or. Uh, or, or there would be the turnover to Gantz, you know. But I, I, I would hope that after the 18 months, we'd be ready to move on and, and have a, a government that is much stronger than than it would be under Gantz uh, leadership. Do you think that that's possible? I mean, they have talked about there was concerns, at least from the left, that Netanyahu may make this deal and then make moves just prior to relinquishing power that would dissolve the Knesset and call for new elections. Do you think that, I mean, is that a move that you would consider to be possible? I mean, could he could he try to make an arrangement with uh, with Lieberman, or or is there is there something that, do you think that that's going to happen? Well, it could happen. I don't, I don't see it happening in the coming months, because it's the Netanyahu's advantage to remain in office for the next 18 months. I certainly could see it happening after the 18 months. I could see Netanyahu making some other political deals and and uh, getting getting people in the opposition along with some along with his Likud, his Likud party uh, to bring down the government. They, he could do it in a minute if he wanted to. So uh, that that's how a parliamentary system works. So we'll, you know we're just going to have to see how it all plays out. Uh, Trump being in in office in Washington is is a great asset for Israel. Uh, we've had a tremendous relationship with President Trump and and with his administration. And as as you know from my book Trump and the Jews, I have detailed those assets that uh, Trump brings to the Israel-America relationship. He's just been a great friend of the Jewish people all through the years, and and certainly since he's been in office. Uh, he's done remarkable things. He's moved the American embassy uh, to uh, Jerusalem, where it belongs, Israel's eternal capital. He's cut off funds to the Palestinian Authority uh, because they are funding terrorism, they 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 give rewards to every terrorist who commits a terrorist attack. Now, uh, you probably know that that my three-year-old son and I were wounded in a terrorist attack some years ago, and uh, it was quite a few years ago. It was about 18 years ago, to be exact. And from that time until now, those terrorists are are in an Israeli jail, uh, but. They are receiving salaries from the Palestinian Authority, from the quasi-governmental uh, authority of the Palestinians. Now, uh, these are the people who we want to uh, give an independent state. That these are the people who Joe Biden wants to give an independent state to in the heartland of Israel. Uh, you know, as Joe Biden would say, "Come on, man!" Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it would be ridiculous. It would be. A betrayal of an ally, and it would hurt American interests in the Middle East because you would just be giving uh, terrorists a foothold in a very pivotal spot in the Middle East. Absolutely, absolutely. So, 
with that understood, you know, the president has put out, President Trump has put out a, a peace plan that the Palestinians have said just isn't going to happen. That includes a, a lot of, I guess the easiest way to put it is, it is being viewed as very favorable to Israel, allowing for annexation in the West Bank, allowing for you know very strong safety protocols that would still give the Palestinians some things that they want, but not nearly, you know, they want all of Israel as their own, of course. Now, with that understood and knowing that that uh, the peace plan is is going to be challenging to push forward, it appears that annexations are going to start in the West Bank. Do you, you know, you are in the West Bank, you are mayor of Shiloh, a city in the West Bank. How does this look? What is, what's going to happen over the next, say, 12 months with this, these annexation plans? Well, first of all, um, annexation is actually an, an incorrect term. Uh, what, what we're talking about is the declaration of Israeli sovereignty over an area that has been disputed uh, for a period of time, and that is Judea, the region south of Jerusalem, and Samaria, the region north of Jerusalem. Uh, that's the so-called West Bank. And th- those areas are Israel's for, for the past 4,000 years have been a part of Israel. And, and that's true, that we, we had our 2,000 years after being exiled by the Romans uh, from the land of Israel. And, and we scattered around the world, uh, slaughtered in many countries, abused and, and persecuted in many countries, uh, very successful in other countries. But the, the fact is that we came back home over 100 years ago, about 150 years ago, the, the Jewish return to the land of Israel began. Uh, all, of course, according to prophecy, for, for those of your listeners who, who are... Um, Biblically literate, uh, they should know that. Uh, so, uh, so we're back in Israel, and we've been building, building up, rebuilding the land of Israel, including the biblical heartland of Israel, uh, of Judea and Samaria, that we recaptured in 1967 in a defensive war, the Six Day War. So, uh, all of this has been happening, and. Uh, the uh, the Arabs of the land of Israel, who call themselves Palestinians, are still trying to chase us out of here. They're still trying to chase us chase us out of our country. Now, President Trump has come up with a plan in which uh, Israel is uh, is permitted, according to this peace plan, to declare Israeli sovereignty over thirty percent of Judea and Samaria, uh, which would include all of the Jewish communities uh, that have been reestablished in Judea and Samaria. Uh, so uh, what what I say, you know, there, there are different opinions on both sides. There are those on the right who say uh, Israel should have nothing to do with this peace plan because it calls for a Palestinian state. And so, so in that case, nothing has changed and it would be a mortal danger to Israel. Uh, and, there, and there are those who, on the other side who say, well, Israel should, 
Israel cannot declare sovereignty over those areas because that air, that, that even that thirty percent is needed for the Palestinian state. Well, I take a middle road here. Uh, I say that uh, we should take whatever we can get when we're able to get it with American support. Uh, so if if we have the support of of an American president, President Trump, who says it's okay to take 30% of Judea and Samaria to reclaim those areas as part of the state of Israel, uh, then we should go ahead and do it. And the other 70% we could talk about at the right time uh, because uh, those areas will also become part of the state of Israel at the proper time. Uh, but but I, And as far as the Palestinian state, well, I don't think we should make any promise or commitment uh, to a Palestinian state. I think that would be a terrible, terrible mistake. Uh, but I think that we can declare our sovereignty over that 30% of Judea and Samaria and then see how, how things develop. We can, we can agree to have negotiations with them. I, I, I know from history that those negotiations are not going to go anywhere. Uh, because, as you said earlier, they want to destroy the entire state of Israel. Absolutely. And I just on a personal note, everything that you just said, the the way that you laid out the plan is exactly the way that I feel as well. Let's uh, make the declaration of of lands that are already should be. Uh, they're already settled. There's already there's already Israelis there. Let's make sure that that they are protected officially, legally, and then we'll talk about the rest of it later. So you'd mentioned earlier about the terrorist attack 18 years ago, where they attacked you and at that time your three-year-old son. Because of this attack, you have you created the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, which people can find at shilohisraelchildren.org. Tell me about this organization and what you're what you're doing. You are the founder and president. So, what is the plan there? What what is what do you guys do? Okay. Well, first of all, you, you have to understand that we my that my my then three year old son and I and and the rest of my family, my other children, my wife, uh, we we went through a terrible trauma. But there are thousands of other Israelis who've suffered from similar trauma. And one thing I realized after that attack, when, when, when my three-year-old son and I were wounded and we had to go through operations, and you know, my, my son was shot in the head, but the, the bullet that went into his head and through his neck missed his brainstem by one millimeter. So, but, you know, so I, I, was, I was convinced that, that we were truly blessed, we were saved by, by God's miracles. And, and, you know, I remember the, you know, the great Holocaust survivor, Elie Wiesel, once saying that when a person who has uh, gone through a terrible trauma has a duty to tell a tale. So I've been telling the tale ever since. I've been telling the story of what happened to us. And, and you know, another thing we're supposed to do is to turn evil into good. So I, uh, so I started the, Sh the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund for the purpose of healing the trauma of all of the terror victim children in the biblical heartland of Israel. And um, I had this vision of a therapeutic educational campus where we would integrate therapy with education and, and 
serve serve the children. You know, they have two over two thousand children who are currently being served uh, on that one campus alone. An additional one thousand children on other at other locations, and we are truly healing the trauma for these children, restoring some of the lost innocence of childhood to these children's lives. And thank God we have people around the world who are standing with us and helping us to do it uh, with their with their support. So uh, yeah, it's a great, it's an amazing, uh, amazingly successful project. And and I, I want to encourage your listeners to go to that website, ShilohIsraelChildren.org, and and to. Um, uh, to stand with us, to stand with us, to partner with the children of the biblical heartland of Israel. Absolutely. So that is, <clears throat> pardon me, that is ShilohIsraelChildren.org. Our guest, Mayor David Rubin, can also be found at DavidRubinIsrael.com. You can find his book, Trump and the Jews, on Amazon. And as a final question for you, Mayor, if you had... Let's say you had a day where you could spend it with President Trump advising him on what's happening in Israel, what's happening in the Middle East. What advice would you give him as a as a former mayor of a city in Israel? What advice would you give him on how to move forward with his relationship with Israel or anything else that's happening in the Middle East today? Well, I, I would tell him very simply stand with the people of Israel according to biblical principles. And, you know, he, he has a, a lot of advisors, and he also has uh, a lot of pastors who advise him. And, uh, and some of those pastors are very connected uh, to the Bible of Israel, you know, as Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson were. And I, I would advise him to stand with Israel according to biblical pr- principles. And standing with Israel according to biblical principles means that the entire land of Israel uh, is given by the Almighty God as a trust for the people of Israel. And that, that's what I would advise President Trump. And, and obviously, I have many more suggestions. I know we don't have a lot of time left in this broadcast. Otherwise, I would get into them. I have in the in the tenth chapter, the last chapter of my book, Trump and the Jews, a list of suggestions for President Trump from the people of Israel and and from our heritage. And I and I think that uh, you know President Trump is about as close to our heritage, to the heritage of Israel, as any president in American history. And had before before President Trump, I was saying Harry Truman is the, uh, the splitting image of King Cyrus. Well, now I'd say President Trump is, and hopefully he will continue to be and will get even stronger than that in the next four years. So we, we will see what happens, as he says, but... Uh, but I, I wish him well in the coming elections. As do we. Mayor Rubin, it has been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much. My pleasure to be with you. Thank you. God bless.
folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.